Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieved stardom. On this episode, we hung out with Anna Shoemaker over Zoom video. Anna was born and raised in Philadelphia and talks about how she got into music. She started writing songs at a very early age, but never shared them with anyone until later in high school. When she went to college, she went to college in Boulder, Colorado. That's when she started to put out more music and shared with people that she was a songwriter and she was putting out songs onto SoundCloud at that point. Anna talked about the success of her song, It's Depression, releasing her EP, Everything is Fine, I'm Only on Fire, all about her new song, I Think I, and she told us about her upcoming EP, which is called Hey Anna. You can watch our interview with Anna on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Anna Shoemaker. I'm Adam. Very nice to meet you. Thank you again for for doing this. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, this is about you and your journey in music. And we'll talk about the couple most recent songs you put out in your EP that's uh, coming out, what, in June? Yeah, in June. Cool. Awesome. Well, well I always start cool. off with uh, Born and Raised. I, did, I think I saw that you went to, what, Colorado State or something? You, um, Boulder. Boulder. Okay. Boulder. But are you from Colorado originally? No, I'm from Philadelphia. Okay. What was it like? What part of Philly? And what was it like growing up there? Um, I was, I'm from like Northeast Philly. Um, it's like kind of in the suburbs and it was fun. It was, I mean, it was like, I guess I don't know anything different, but I loved growing up in Philadelphia and, um, yeah, I went, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't grow up with like no one in my family does music and none of my friends growing up were into music at all. Wow. Um, so it was it was just like something that I always did by myself and kind of like I started writing songs and I would really only show my dad. And um, up until probably when I was like maybe even like 18, like I really didn't tell anyone that I was like into music. So it really wasn't like. Uh, I grew up like making a lot, like, like in a musical community. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, w- but your dad, you'd show your songs to your dad. So is, is he just supportive or he, he a fan of music or? Well, my, so my dad bought my sister this like bulk of guitar lessons and then she didn't want to do them. And he was like, well, we already bought them. So one of you guys has to do them. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. I'll do them, I guess. Um, and then I ended up really liking it. And I had, I, I wrote poetry when I was young. Like I always really liked writing. Okay. So I would like write songs and then I would, he would want me to show him, he would be like, Oh, like, what'd you learn in the guitar lesson? Like, I don't know. He, he's not a musician, but he's, he likes music a lot. He's a big music fan. He always just was curious. Okay. Um, so I would like show him and then, and then there would be times where I'd be like, Oh, like, I wrote this song. Like, do you want to hear that? And it just turned into this thing. Like every day when he would come home from work, he would like come to my room and I would show him like a song I was working on or like, you know, different like songs that I liked. 
That's cool. That's really cool. So you you started off on guitar. Your parents didn't put you or your sister in piano lessons or anything like that when you were growing up? Yeah, I was in piano lessons. And I remember my piano, like the way when I was really young, and I remember my piano teacher was so mean and strict. Always. I really didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't think it was fun. And then when I took like a guitar lesson, he like taught me how to play like a cool song and then i just was went on youtube and i was like oh like then i kind of started like just playing on youtube and stuff and i was like oh this is like more fun like i didn't associate piano with fun and then later i started like playing chords and stuff on the piano okay. and i'll do that now but it's like guitar was like definitely cooler sure it's i feel like so many people are deterred from piano because like the teacher sucks like all yeah. the time it's always like the teacher was like you know, so strict or so, you know, you had to play exactly what they wanted you to do. It's weird. Like, this yeah, I still remember. I still remember the smell of her house. I like <laughs> the smell of her house. It was that's so hilarious. <laughs> I put my uh, older son and we put him in piano lessons. Same thing. He's like, I don't want to go anymore because this lady's house smells like she mm-hmm. hasn't cleaned it in 10 years. And it's like yeah, and she would make me take off her shoes. And it was really weird. You had to take her shoes off. Of her? No, I had to take off my oh, shoes. <laughs> I was like, that's creepy. That'd be the first red flag. Um, <laughs> well, so how old were you when you got or your sister got the guitar lessons? How old were you? Is she older um, or younger? She's younger. I think okay. I was I think I was 14, 13 or 14. Okay. Um, and I really liked it because then like I went to Guitar Center and they had like a um a Taylor Swift songbook. So I got oh. Taylor Swift like songbook. And then the teacher like taught me how to play every single one of the songs from, I think, oh, it was Teardrops on My Guitar, that album. Oh, the first one. Yeah. And then I would just take all those songs and I would like rearrange the chords. And then that's how I would write my songs. Like I'd be like, okay, if she has like C, A minor, d i'd be like i'm gonna go d c a minor and switch up a melody and like follow like the same structure i'd be like okay i need a verse a pre a hook a verse a pre a hook a bridge a hook oh, <laughs> wow. just, like i i i was a really big taylor swift fan growing up and i still am i'm a massive it's funny before you got on jenny and i were talking about that because she just saw her twice and I'm going to see her in Nashville and oh, just, wow. uh, I'm still having like PTSD from just trying to get the tickets. Like yeah, I'm yeah, sure. it was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It worked out. Um, that's cool though. So Taylor Swift was a, a big, it sounds like a big influence obviously on the early stuff you were writing. Definitely Taylor Swift and Sheryl Crow. And I was really, I still really, like I love Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. Any oh, kind I love of Lauren Hill. female, writer i really really like very cool and did you have so that was the first oh you got a taylor swift songbook but like with the lessons did you have a guitar like did your dad buy the guitar and lessons or like what were what was your first guitar my uncle had given me a guitar that was his and it was just like this i i still have it at my parents house it's just like this like yamaha guitar and was it acoustic yeah, and he oh, had like cool. a Grateful Dead sticker on it. And I remember my guitar <laughs> teacher was like, do you like the Grateful Dead? And I'm like, who? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Okay, so you got the lessons and then you were, it sounds like, so you were saying that you didn't show anyone your songs or anything, even up to your 18 years old. So did like your friends in high school, no, nobody knew that you had this skill set? You just what, 
just kept in it to yourself? School, it was, yeah, I guess it was more in high school that I started to like play open mic nights and stuff. And okay. I guess I would kind of do that. Um, but yeah, I was really, yeah, in high school, I definitely started to do that. Um, but yeah, I started putting out music on SoundCloud, like in college, I want to say. Okay. Um, and you went yeah. to Boulder, like we, we, you said earlier. And what did you go there for any specific reason? Like, why did you choose to go to Colorado or did you go there for music or? I wanted to, I went there as a theater major and I really, cause I really liked uh, in high school, I did a lot of like theater and musical theater. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, I wasn't, I didn't think that was for me. So then I switched to poetry cause that was just, I was like, okay, this is just what I do like always. So I should just major in it because I just, I'm not the most school person. So I was like, okay, if I do this anyway, I might as well just, um, like major in it in college um and yeah yeah so I I did poetry which I loved and I still I still like write poetry and stuff okay and when you you said you were in college when you started putting out songs on SoundCloud was that uh what was that like I mean to finally get the courage to be like okay I'm gonna put this song up on on SoundCloud um you had the courage to do that what was that like and then what was the kind of first validation you had once you were releasing songs? Like did one of them do really well or um, yeah, kind of tell me from there. It was interesting. I don't know why I decided to do it. I just started doing it. Cause I would like record on, I think I had logic or garage band or something. Um, but I remember I went through this like breakup in, in college and I wrote this song that I like actually even want to like, like literally like hyperventilate thinking about it's so embarrassing but it was like about this guy and I just like put it on SoundCloud and then like posted it on my Instagram story <laughs> and um I remember one of his friends was like um did you write that song about him and I was like I don't know what you're talking about um, but that was kind of the first, I guess I used, I guess my intentions early on were more like emotional ammo instead uh-huh. of like, I didn't really, I don't know. I never really, I mean, I always wanted to be a, a singer and an artist and a songwriter. Like that's always what I've wanted to do, but I, but it was never like, I don't know. I didn't think about it like that until like. I don't know. I I don't know. Cause no one, no one in my world was a musician. So I didn't think that was necessarily like a valid career path. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just kind of did it for myself. And then when I realized I could do it seriously, then I was like excited about it. But when I was like putting out music and stuff, I was just like, Oh, I want to piss off this person or sing this song or whatever <laughs> yeah like kind of in in the same lane as what like taylor Swift would do she just like write yeah. about somebody and it was just like ob- not obvious but in in a certain sense <laughs> she would just 100 yeah call people out via her, yeah, her music exactly. well you when did you decide that you wanted to really do this was it something that you know happened or a song that landed um, I had a song that kind of, I had a, like a cover on SoundCloud that kind of um, got a lot of attention and stuff. And then I was playing a show in Brooklyn, like a house show. And um, my, actually my now manager 
was working at a label and um they were super interested and I was like oh this is so weird and crazy and then I just started they set me up with some producers and and it was kind of over from there I started meeting a bunch of people and and really getting into it and kind of finding like that's when I really started to find like who I wanted to work with and I still feel like I'm on that journey you know of just like finding the sound and chasing like the the feeling of like writing music you mm-hmm. know yeah what, what was the cover that you did um it was a chance the rapper kendrick lamar um drake mashup oh wow <laughs> did it sound like like similar to what you're doing now or what like- yeah i mean it was like an acoustic like it was like an acoustic mashup cover so it was like really stripped back i literally recorded it as a joke with and my sister was sitting there and she's like oh my god you should just post it and i was like okay so then i posted it and it like started to like go get so many listens oh wow like this is crazy and then i started working with um a producer in philly and then you know I, i i just kind of started learning how to work with other people and and realizing the like importance of that and just like networking and stuff but yeah yeah, it was cool. It was it was definitely an interesting time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh you said you were playing a show in Brooklyn. What were you just down there hanging out? Like or did you used to my go friend, pretty far to try to play? No, my yeah, my friend, it was like my friend's apartment, my friend's friend's apartment. They were doing like something like like a just like a couple artists playing it was at the tea factory actually i don't know if you know what that is it's like a a a big building in um or apartment building in brooklyn and they have like a big rooftop space but um Mm -hmm. it was raining that day so we were all in this like person's apartment but they do like a lot of like random kind of unhinged things like they throw parties and stuff it was like a like a house party kind of thing but i don't know someone it was like a friend of a friend was like oh you should come Mm because i was playing anywhere and literally everywhere that i could like it didn't matter like i was just playing everywhere okay and so did you move back to philly after college yeah yeah and And i was still living in philly at the time i was like living there for a while Okay. And that's when you did the chance to rapper cover without after college, you had moved back and you were still what pursuing music. Yeah. I actually think I might've done it while I was in college, but I started, I met this, um, I met this guy in college who was like a music producer who had this like really insane studio. And that's kind of where I started to like learn how to record, um, which was really a really amazing thing to to learn how to like start doing that because being able to like put down your ideas just was something I needed really needed at the time Mm -hmm. so then I could like send it to people or or you know I don't know yeah no for sure and to have that skill set especially nowadays right you can record if you have a laptop you don't need to spend a ton of money to go to some like million dollar studio and a lot of the songs that are coming out or songs that are becoming like viral hits are like done on just a laptop and even like a USB mic. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. A couple of things about me. I am so indecisive, but I love to cook. That's why HelloFresh is perfect for me. 
Our family has been using HelloFresh for well over a year now, so we're so excited to have them on board supporting this podcast. Typically, I'll go to the grocery store with absolutely no plan. No idea what I'm going to cook for the week, just going in there, kind of wandering down aisles, grabbing some things. I get home and realize I literally can make nothing. So HelloFresh makes this so easy. I can choose from over 40 weekly recipes. So not only does our family know what we're going to have on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but it saves me time going to the grocery store, either looking for one ingredient or trying to figure out what I'm going to be making. HelloFresh takes all of that hassle away by delivering fresh pre-portioned ingredients so you have exactly what you need, which will help me save my time. And it'll also cut down on a bunch of wasted food. I don't need to go buy a huge thing of spice and then I have to buy the big old tub of, you know, whatever it may be. And then it sits in my cupboard, taking up space, never to be ever utilized ever again. This doesn't just go for our delicious dinners. I mean, we do pick from the 40 weekly recipes, but you can also choose from over 100 items to round out your order, like snacks Easy lunches, desserts, stuff for the pantry. Everything arrives in one box on a delivery day that I choose. It comes every Wednesday. I know it's coming. My kids even love HelloFresh. I have a seven-year-old and a 15-year-old and just getting them to eat anything. Well, the 15-year-old, not so much, but the seven-year-old, so picky, loves the HelloFresh meals. Last night, we made the pineapple chicken tacos. It had some cabbage slaw, came with tortilla chips, green salsa, delicious and again all the ingredients come in the bag everything is right there for you hellofresh cares about the quality that's why their seasoned ingredients are picked at peak ripeness and travel from the farm to your house in less than seven days and right now we're going to hook you up with 16 free meals plus free shipping go to hellofresh.com slash backwards 16 and use the code BACKWARDS16 for 16 free meals plus free delivery. HelloFresh.com slash BACKWARDS16. Use the code BACKWARDS16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. So you put out your first album. What That was last year or the year before yeah i think it was it was last year okay and that's everything's fine only i'm on fire and mm-hmm. there's you know you had a it's depression's a massive song at least streaming for you was that one that took off like for you was that kind of like the first one that started doing really well or did you have one aside from that yeah i would say that like it's depression was the first one that that people were like oh, i don't know because I had a few other songs. I don't know. It's weird because when you put out music, it's like everything in that moment feels like a big deal. But sure. definitely when I put out It's Depression, that was the one where people, I guess, were starting to take notice and and reach out. And yeah, that was also one that when I sent to my label, they were like, they were really excited about that one too. Okay. Very cool. Which I was really excited about it too. Like, I love that song. No, and it's from just like other interviews I read with you uh, that you've done that whole what album was you did it all during like the quarantine. Yeah, pretty much a couple of them were written before, but it was all it was all like kind of a collection of songs before and during the quarantine. Um, So it's it it's yeah, it's a lot of 
emotions. Yeah. So where were you living in Philly when that all happened? Like in 2020? No, I was I had moved to New York. Um at that point. I had moved to New York. I was living in Brooklyn. Okay. So you're living in Brooklyn and then like which was not ideal spot to be during the the pandemic obviously because that was what was on tv all the time right? it was just like cuomo and and what was happening in new york because it was awful not that yeah. wasn't everywhere but it was really pretty wild there um so yeah. are you just stuck inside like trying to figure out where you know how, how do you even start writing the the album um i was really i felt really 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 lucky because i lived with my best friend Mm. Um, so we really were able to make the best of it. Like I would like be happy being with her anywhere. <laughs> and right. then I also had some good situations with, um, some studios and some producers where they were, um, we were kind of doing like very limited sessions and I was doing a lot of remote sessions and I, I was able to kind of like set up a little home studio. So a lot of my songs, like, especially like one of them on my album that I can think of particularly sick. I remember I wrote that, like, like I wrote it in my bed, just singing into this mic over some like dumb like beat that I had made like I sampled this like weird YouTube video and I just was like singing all this stuff over it and then I was able to bring like like really write it in this intimate setting by myself like I remember I was literally in my bed and then I brought it to my friend Kaya and she added on to it and it was a really like interesting way to create music because it was like I don't know. I was really able to be vulnerable and intimate on it. And then to bring it to someone else who obviously made it so much a million times better was just such a cool thing to watch it like grow like that. Cause usually it's just in the session and it is what it is and it's cool and it's good, but, or it's bad or whatever, but it was just cool to do something, to write a song for no reason other than I just felt like doing it. It wasn't like I was in a session with myself, you know what I mean? I was just like doing it and then to bring it to someone who actually made it good was really cool i don't know if that makes sense no it totally does so you it sounds like yeah you had no intention for it it was just like oh i'm sitting here and kind of making something and you feel yeah. like you were able to be even more more vulnerable with that song than others just because of, of the situation yeah yeah and i think a lot of the stuff on the album was like that like just like making music because like we we wanted to and the world was like felt like it was ending and it was like okay so I guess we'll just do this stuff that we like to do not like let me set you up in a session with my friend who's made this do a leap of song because it's blah 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 you know what I mean right right there was no like uh yeah any other not I guess motive isn't the word but like uh you weren't being set up in a way like oh you should work with this person because they've done this and that and this like all yeah, the credits it was, very it's much like, a re it was like a reset almost it was really cool that's awesome. And when you, you know, putting that out, that must have been a big, big moment, big deal. Like, oh, here, you know, here's my album. And when you were writing the songs or kind of curating what would become that album, did you know you were writing an, an album or what point did that kind of register? Or was it just like, here's a bunch of songs? Oh, these are all kind of cohesive in a way. That was it was that. Yeah, I okay. didn't know I was writing an album. Like right now, I'm kind of working on an album and it's a different experience because I yeah I did had no idea I was working on an album like most of the songs were written before I even was in the the record deal that I'm in now okay so a lot of those songs were like you know 
just written because and then um I sent a lot of a lot of them to like Luke and Johnny at plus one and then they signed me and they're like oh we should just make an album and I was like cool that would be really cool I would like that a lot (laughs) very very cool and so then after that album comes out the first was Holly then the next song or the first song you put out after the the album pretty much there was another single in there but ho- but it was more just like a one-off thing but holly was really the first one um that we put out after and and that felt really good to put out because i had written it only in the late summer so it was like such a kind of a quick turnaround like it was mm-hmm. really it felt really good to put out something that felt really fresh and new to me because usually it's like forever yeah, I, when you have a song that's kind of just waiting around versus something like Holly that you write and then it's it's out. Yeah, like, is there there is there more excitement there or like because just having sitting on the song for a while, do you kind of just get like over? Like I've talked to other artists that were like, yeah, you know, it's you're promoting something that you had written two years ago, and then it's like, well, this is great, but you, wait till you hear whatever they're working on now, and like. I definitely, yeah, I really struggled with that on my album. Cause like I said, like some of the songs I'd written before the pandemic and the pandemic felt, it. I mean, realistically, I guess it was a, you know, I would say like two years of that, but like, it felt like forever, you know what I mean? Like time really slowed down. So like a song that was written in like 20, I think like, you know, 2019 was like, to me felt like, who even is that person? Right. I don't even like know what, I don't even know how to like fathom that. So it was, it was a little bit hard. And then when I put out Holly, it was something that was so fresh and so exciting. Um, And I, I, that was, yeah, it was a really good feeling. It was, but, but I mean, that's also personal. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really matter how I feel as long as like, you know, I'm not putting out the songs because, I want to go listen to them. You know what I mean? So it's like, it doesn't really, you know, I guess it matters obviously how I feel, but like it is important to keep that perspective. Like, Oh, like other people are listening to these. Yeah. yeah. You might be like over it in a sense. Not, I guess over it isn't either the right word, but over it is totally the right. Okay. Word. So like, you must be like, okay, I've, you know, this is this, but once other people hear it, they can, they're going to have, it's so fresh, obviously to them. And they've never heard it before. It's like, Oh, yeah, like, and it I can mean something different to them too. Like a lot of the songs on my album, like I would talk to people about them and it would mean something totally different to them. And it was really cool to experience like their ideas of the songs. Yeah, actually, I interviewed somebody the other day that said that they were like, yeah, I'll write a, I, I've wrote songs and then, you know, fans will come up to me and be like, oh, this song meant so, so much to me, it, blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, oh, like there's the, the, the fan story is, is, a, is a better interpretation of it than the, what they were personally writing about at the time. Yeah, like, I just find that yeah. Funny. it's like, oh, totally. I totally meant that. I was really into my metaphors that day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, ex- that's exactly why I wrote it in the back yeah. of my mind. Like, no, nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what coming from you, what was Holly? What was Holly about? Holly was was really like a a boy cried wolf situation like this kind of idea that you keep telling your like like you keep telling your friends and 
you know, like your mom or like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. Like, like when someone's, when you're in a, a shitty relation, oh, I can, I you can cuss. Yeah, go ahead. If I'm in a shitty relationship, if you're in a shitty relationship and you keep telling your friends, like the same, like, oh, like he left me on the street corner. Oh, he did this. He did this. Like by the end of it, they're going to be like, can you like stop? Like, and you're kind of, and Holly's kind of like, you're saying to that guy, like, I keep telling my friends, like, like you have, like, you know what I mean? Like I keep telling, like, I can't keep doing this. You know what I mean? Because like, like, and it's, it's almost interesting because it's like, you shouldn't like, I don't know. I guess the message of the song should be like, you should not do that for your own mental health. But in the song, I was kind of just thinking like, Oh, like it's, I keep having to tell my friends that like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like cut it. Yeah. You should have listened to them. You can cut it off then. Cause if you keep coming back, like, Oh, this person sucks. Like this happened. And then the next week you're back with them and doing all these things. Or you're still I have with friends them. like that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah I so do like I. Too, where it's like, oh, like this person, like, like my girlfriend did this and this and this and this. And then we're like, like, ugh, she's the worst. Like you need to leave her like this, blah, 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 blah. And then the next week they're like back together, like smiling. And I'm like, hey. Yeah. Then you got a fake, like you didn't just hear all this. Other and shit about I the didn't say like all this stuff, like, oh, I never liked her anyway. And that's <laughs> right. Yeah, they're coming like, oh man, this happened. You're like, yeah, that you know, she sucks. <laughs> like, you should break up with her. I I never liked her. Yeah. And then next week they're at your house, and you're like, oh shit, how am I supposed to? I was talking pretend? to my friend about this the other day, and and we were like, oh, but the one person for me that like, if I like, if I tell my mom, it's over. Like, I can't. Oh. Like, if I tell my mom, like, oh, this person did this, this person did this, like. I just like, I can't go back on it. My mom would be like, what are you, then what are you doing? You told me that's like, like my mom's just not like a bullshitter like that. So that's interesting because she's going to be like, you know, say the relationship hands hangs on for, you know, five years. And then you're like, Hey mom, we're getting engaged or something. And she's going to be like, no, like this person, remember X amount of time ago when you told me this like i've already got a bad taste in my mouth about this exactly. person <laughs> exactly uh yeah it's interesting it's a cool concept for sure because i think everybody can kind of relate to that or having a friend that's just like complaining and complaining about somebody and you're like well then why the hell are you still there like i don't yeah, understand exactly um and then i think i think i is the new one yeah okay and i want to hear about this song so that's actually the first song that I wrote after I put my album out. I think I put my album out like a couple weeks before I was in the studio with um, Frank Core and um, Caroline Sands. And they're both just really amazing. And I was really excited to be working with them because our schedules kept mix- mixing up. But in that day, I just like wasn't feeling it. I wasn't excited to be in the studio, even though I was excited to work with them. Mm-hmm. And it really like... I really think I wrote the verses like so, so fast. Like they just kind of came out of me. Like I knew exactly what to say. And then they were very much just like, I don't know. I was just like feeling a little, like, I think that song's just about myself and like, just like learning to like sit with your anxieties and like have it 
be a part of you and not have it be this like thing where you're like, like, I'm so anxious right now. I can't do anything. It's like, okay, like I'm anxious right now, but that's just temporary because like yesterday I was fine. And tomorrow Mm -hmm. I could be fine or I could not be fine. Like, and like when you're like being like grateful for your anxieties or grateful for the downtimes too, because then like the other times like wouldn't feel so good and just kind of like this like idea of balance. And and I wrote the verses really fast. And then Caroline and I were kind of singing like the hook melody. And she was like, what if it was just like, I think I loved you for a while. And I kind of, I think I needed like to hear that and needed to tell myself that. And I really liked that sentiment. And I just was like, yeah, let's just do that. So we wrote it really, really fast. Okay. Yeah. The, the, I read it. I think it's, you were talking about this, this uh, song and another uh, thing I read and you kind of just described a sense of like, you know, even like little victories you should celebrate like, you know, Oh, I, I got up and did this, but like, be grateful. The fact that you yeah, you know, did like, these just little things so hard on yourself. Like it's sure. so easy to be so hard, especially when you're an artist or someone that's like doing something a little bit unconventional, like, it's really hard to let when you don't have a nine to five, that's like keeping you regimented. It's really hard to feel like you always have to be doing something and you always have to be like leveling up. And of course, like it's important to be on top of things, but it's also like equally important to take care of yourself. A hundred percent. I have that same feeling. It's like, if I'm sitting around doing nothing, it's like, why I need to be doing this. I, sh- I could be working on this. Yeah. Instead of just sitting in the moment and being like, it's great that I'm here doing, you know, watching TV with my kid or whatever it may be. You yeah. Can, I can find myself like, oh, this is a, there's 10 million other things that I could be doing to promote this podcast or whatever these other things are going on. And it's like, no, exactly. just chill. Because if you're in a nine to five situation, it's like, I mean, some people can just punch out. You work at, you know, whatever uh, restaurant you're, you're out, you're done after your shift's over. Okay. Let's just focus on me and what's going on outside of this. But yeah, in a creative field, you're kind of always like leveling up. I like that. Yeah, exactly. So with the, the EP, is it complete? Do you have all the songs done? You're, you're ready. Yeah, you're yeah, working all on done. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. We're all done. Okay. Tell me about it. Hey, Anna is the, the record or that EP, correct? Yeah, it's called Hey Anna. And um, most of the songs I wrote with Const- with um, my, this producer that I've been working with, Constantine, um, his, 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 like his band producer thing is called Blonder. And a lot of the stuff we wrote together, and I don't know, I think like this, it's, it feels very reflective instead of reactive. You know, I think my album was a lot of like, intimate reactions to real situations in my life sometimes like those songs would get me in a little bit of trouble because of like how you know correct (laughs) and like in reactive they were and this feels a little bit more like reflective and a little more like okay well maybe I could have done this maybe this this like just a little real I think it's just like growing up like you just become more um thoughtful and less like reactive is really the only word i can think of (laughs) yeah like kind of finding your own um 
like uh, I've been hearing this a lot, just kind of finding what your like your part of it, even if it's like a situation that wasn't really you could feel like somebody else it's their fault, but you go like, okay, let me like really break this down and see where I you know came into play here, yeah, exactly like it's it's just hard like sometimes it just feels like when you get older, like things become such less of a big deal like even as they're happening like I just remember when I was young like really young I would just everything felt like the end of the world and I think it's like easier once a lot of stuff happens to you over and over again and you survive it you're like oh like you know it's just like experience like you're just like oh like this is gonna be fine you're gonna be fine because you felt like this at this point and you know, you can move on. Like I've gone through a couple of real, like maybe like two really, really bad breakups. And like, I really thought I was going to like die from like the way that I felt because I was just so like, I really am such an emotional person. And like, I just really let it consume my whole body and surviving those literally felt like I was like surviving, like a physical test of like strength. I just think like, I don't know, the things that kind of fuck you up can take you really far. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. Sorry, my kids are here. Um, I have one more quick question for you before I let you go, before they kick this door down. Well, um, I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. I think it's advice for aspiring artists. Um, I feel like an aspiring artist. (laughs) Um, I think it's just to, to like write what you know and to do, to, to tell like your story from your perspective and like your, cause that's going to be the most interesting thing. And that's really the only thing, you know, that you have complete like perspective on and yeah. So just write exactly what you know.